To God be the glory. He's, we don't necessarily always look to give with that motivation, but isn't it wonderful that God just provides and takes care of his people? Uh, I want to let God have his way. I pray that is your desire as well, and we will continue to seek him. Galatians 4 and 19, uh, one verse, My little children, of whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. The Apostle Paul, in speaking to these folks in Galatia, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. I speak to you for a few minutes tonight, and if this uh, needs a title, I would say it's born again, again. Born again, again. Uh, why, why don't we pray? Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit and for every good and perfect gift that comes from above. Let the Word help us this evening to draw close to you, to let your purpose flow in our lives, certainly to make a difference in our community and to really impact our world. I pray and believe for these things in Jesus' name. To God be the glory. In one place, he describes in one translation this verse, the apostle describes that those birth pangs that, of course, are associated with childbirth, he said, I am suffering those again, but this time not for your new birth, but for a new birth uh, again, that, that not just you would be entering into the family of God, but that you would be growing, maturing, becoming what God wants you to be. That's, that's a travail that I, I guess I'm going to look at it this way in describing it to you tonight. It's a secondary travail. And in our own walk with God, we should engage that travail. That yes, there is a, a seeking after God to be born again. He told Nicodemus, Jesus said, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. We know that. We recognize the significance of obeying the gospel, repenting, being baptized in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost. But then the Apostle Paul cues us in on something uh, very significant, travail again. And in this travail, born again, again, this travail, not that God hasn't saved you, not that the power of the gospel hasn't delivered you and granted you entrance into the kingdom of God, but travail so that Christ can be formed in you, so that his nature beyond new birth is new life. Beyond new birth is a quality of devotion to God and faith that says I'm going to seek after him so that I become what he wants me to become. That travail of new birth and even in natural childbirth, uh, that incredible travail that goes right before that child is born and we understand the the reaching of the spirit to draw us out of a sinful world a, a, a sinful lifestyle really a destructive path to snatch us from that and through prayer and through even the influence of believers we were in travail born again so that we could be in the family of God and then he now is helping us see there is a, another travail, a secondary travail. That is, let us grow. 
Let us become what God wants us to be. Born again, again. One uh, writer comment, uh, commentary says, It is not enough to be born into God's family. We must also grow spiritually. He says, This demands diligence and earnestness. He said, A lazy, careless Christian does not grow. Now, I, I quoted an author who wrote that in his commentary, but I know those are a little bit stinging, but, you know, again, not condemnation, but conviction. And, a, a, and just something that just reawakens our desire. A lazy, careless Christian does not grow. If you're going to grow, it's going to be on purpose. If you're going to mature spiritually, I'm speaking to seasoned saints. One of our greatest challenges as seasoned saints is to level off and not continue to advance in the purpose of God, to grow. I know you understand and believe it. Every day is another opportunity to become even more like Jesus. Travail in birth again. We have to be deliberate in our pursuit of spiritual growth, development, developing our gifts, developing all the qualities of the nature and the character of Christ. And even looking at the way this plays out in our lives, we recognize that the alternative paths are there. You can descend or, or devolve. I hope I didn't just make up a word, but you can descend into a, a posture of just ritual activity, religious activity. I go to church on this day. I say my prayers in this way at these times. No power there. No true living faith. That could happen if we don't grow. You could get involved in, in what is a form of godliness and maybe even doing some of the right things but not really having the demonstration of God's power, and that is insufficient. That really is not what we're called to. And then sadly, we could even, if we, if we reject growth, if we reject maturity, if we reject really answering the calling of the Spirit to become more like Jesus, we could backslide and, and really go back one place. I believe it was the Apostle Paul said you could go back to the beggarly elements of the world and what a tragedy to say I, I remember the joy of the Holy Ghost but I'm kind of back where I started now involved in things and and being just taken up with with attitudes and spirits that that represent my old life what a tragedy don't let that happen to you you can do what God wants you to do I can be what God wants me to be his grace is sufficient the power of his spirit is so real that we really can overcome evil with good. And even more significantly, or just as significant, we can have the nature of Christ. We can be born again, again, and do and be what he wants us to be. Second Peter chapter 3, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can grow. That's the challenge. That's the opportunity. In one place, uh, right there in that same passage, uh, Peter says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he begins to describe 
certain qualities uh, that can be in you. Of course, it starts with faith in God. And, and then we begin to see certain things flow as a result of that faith in God. We can add to our faith goodness or virtue. We can add to that goodness knowledge. And, and to that knowledge, self-control can, can flow. And, and from that, endurance can come. And from that, godliness can come. We're adding on. And these are not add-ons in the, in the sense that, well, these are just options. Yeah, I'd like that car and I'd like these features are add-ons. No, these are not add-ons that are options. These are additions that are part of the nature of Christ being completely formed in us so that we can be what he wants us to be. He mentions brotherly love or Christian affection and then he talks about the love of God. These qualities, these are the qualities that we need. We need these things. I'm going to mention them now in a little bit more deliberate way so you can sort of think about them and, and then be ready to pray about their development in your life. But these are not things that we should just carelessly slip past. We should be saying, oh God, I, I'm just going to travail again. I'm going to be born again, again. I'm going to apply myself in prayer and fasting and seeking you and opening up my life. I may have to, you know, birth, new birth even, and, and certainly natural birth. These things don't happen just subtly. <laughs> amen. Every single mom who's ever given birth would say, amen. Type it out. This doesn't happen subtly. doesn't happen, oh, you know, I just happened to have this baby. The other, no, no, no. The process, and for the entire family, there's a process. Of course, the mother experiences it uh, more deeply. And yet, could we look at it in terms of not just new birth, but born again, again? I'm in a process. There is, again, this is not me earning my salvation. This is having been saved, having responded to the gospel. I feel that I'm in travail again so that I do not descend and fail to experience everything that God, so I can be fruitful, effective, have the right experience that the Lord wants me to have in my walk with him. So these things that we are adding, I'm, I'm reading from 1 Peter chapter, or rather 2 Peter chapter 1. Excuse me, 2 Peter chapter 1. As you go through that and you see these things mentioned, I'll mention them now and give you some, some time to think about it. Number one, virtue or moral excellence. Moral excellence. An uprightness, a purity of character. And in this uh, expression, there is a sense that just obeying God, obeying God is, is this way of living life. In a few moments, uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, how surrender, true surrender, can be evidence in your life. And this is part of that. Moral excellence, virtue. I'm just going to obey God with my life. I'm going to obey God with my choices. I'm going to obey God with the way that I process life situations. Obedience is even better than sacrifice. Oh, mighty God, help me to obey you. So virtue. I'm building on my faith and and I start with virtue or moral character. Number two, knowledge. 
not just information, but the true knowledge and understanding that comes from the revealed word of God. Don't, and we know this, I know we recognize this through our own experience, many of us. You can read your Bible today or this evening and you can understand something in a fresh way and receive revelation. It's been there all along, but when you are hungry and thirsty for knowledge that comes from God through his word, he will speak to you. Everyone wants to hear from God. His word is readily available. It's a miracle that we have it, but we must let God speak to us through his word. And there must be a, a discernment and a, a wisdom that comes from heaven that allows us to look at the word and value it and say, this knowledge is feeding my soul and it is going to be the foundation for how I live. I can't just grab every philosophy that, and there's so many available in our, in our lives. We have greater access to information, but we seem to be Diminishing in our recognition and understanding of the knowledge of God. That's, that's a tragedy in and of itself. So much information and very little knowledge. Almighty God, help me to build on my faith and, and have virtue, but also have knowledge. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 9 from the Amplified. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in a greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment. The ability to know the Lord more and more is really the life of a Christian, a child of God. To know the Lord and his word and his way more and more and to let that be your way. As you obey him. What a great, great progress or, or progression maybe is the better way to say it. In my relationship with God. Letting knowledge take hold. Once you begin to understand God's way. And begin to receive even a greater recognition. You've already experienced this. Many of us. I'm sure all of us to some degree. But what things start showing up in our lives. Because of what we know. And the next one is one of these important vital qualities. It's self-control. Once you start knowing and understanding that God has a way for you to live, then you realize the only way I'm going to manage this life in, in a healthy way is if I gain some self-control, some temperance, I won't make it any other way. Because it's one thing to know God, but if I am out of control, I'll never do his will. Amen. So we must add, we must see out of that knowledge this incredible quality of self-control or temperance must come. Proverbs 16, 32, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. That ability to control yourself. Emotions, activities, the way that we even manage elements of our lives. Uh, what a gift you give yourself when your knowledge of God and your recognition of his way and through the power of, your, of, of his spirit, you're able to produce and see produced in your life self-control. I'm making that decision not based on feeling, but because I know it's right and I realize I've got to bring myself under control. 
Amen. You can think of it just that way. Father, I'm see, I feel like I'm travailing, but I recognize this is your way. And if I don't really follow your way in this area, I will damage my spiritual health. So, Lord, by your power, let me have control in this area. Amen. Self-control to do the will of God is so vital. Once you are walking in that particular quality, one thing that may obviously become necessary, and it's the next thing on our list, is perseverance. Because you cannot just maintain that vigilance just for a day or just for a week or just in a good season. It's obvious that perseverance is required because too many times we grow impatient. We've done the right thing. But now we're impatient because maybe the results don't seem to be coming as quickly as we would like. Or maybe we're suffering because we have controlled ourselves, we have honored God's word, and we're just like, well, what good is this? And so perseverance, patience, endurance, we've got to have it. We've got to have it. It's not just an optional add-on. It's an addition that flows from these other things. And it is vital so that we can do what God wants us to do and be what he wants us to be. If you're following along, we just have a few more on the list. Number five, godliness. Behavior that reflects the character of God. More than just a cliche, let them see Christ in you. Godliness is where this surrender comes in. To be fully committed and truly surrendered to God. I just can't do what I want to do anymore because I'm in pursuit of godliness. I want to do what pleases him. I want to reflect the character of God. It's not always easy to demonstrate the attitudes and, and, and certainly to walk in the priorities that we see uh, required and, and demanded of Scripture and really demanded because we are called of God. And, and we recognize that, that we should walk worthy of our calling. So these things don't happen very easily at times, but they do happen be, be, by the grace of God and because of his power working in us. And yet we have to recognize that godliness and walking in that way requires true surrender. As long as you are still nursing some element of self, self-driven, self-willed living, of I've got to just do this because this is what I want. As long as you're still nursing that, you're going to struggle with godliness. At some point, we have to surrender. Say, Lord, everything I am, everything I have belongs to you. God doesn't have to, to we don't have to negotiate at every moment of, of, of what he is, is asking. And really, what, what are we saying in those moments? We're just saying yes because we recognize I've got a God that loves me. I've got a God that has saved me. I've got a God that knows what's best for me. He's doing everything for my good. And so I surrender. I surrender. Trusting him and believing that he'll have his way in my life and it will be for my good. It'll be for the best. Come on, you feel that travail? I think you do. Born again, again. It's travail. It, it, it's not again. It's not working for my salvation, but it is working out my salvation. Letting what's in me be revealed in my life. 
Number six, we've just got two more, brotherly kindness. And once you're involved in true surrender to God, well, then brotherly kindness can flow. Honestly, if you're not surrendered to God, the last thing you're going to want to do most of the time is to show compassion and kindness and charity, real Christian love to your brothers and sisters even. Yes, when it feels good. Yes, when it's convenient. Yes, when I can say, oh, it, it's, I can help them and not really hurt myself. But no, 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 brotherly kindness, enduring and, and, and really moving through seasons, you know, sometimes really acknowledging and recognizing and being kind to a brother it comes at personal loss or personal cost or or just the sacrifice of time or energy or the sharing of of things that you have available to you and you say i want to bless my brother that's not who we are in our own nature did you know that that's not who we are in our own nature but in the nature of christ in the power of the holy ghost that's who we can be. This can happen. Romans 12 and 10. Be kindly, affection one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. In another place, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 9. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Hey, Let's have a fresh appreciation for the brethren, for the family of God, for one another. We're not all in the same place right now. Some are online, some are in person. So take the extra effort and reach out to your brothers and sisters. It's hard with social distancing and I'm just trying to move through safely and, and yet you can tell where that could damage our relationships. Not enough time. It's not as secure. I'm not even sure I'm able to get around people that much. All these things are, are challenging this, this calling to prefer our brother, to love our brother. And to truly demonstrate kindness. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. This should be flowing from our lives. And we must ask God. I feel the travail. I know you do too. But God will help us. We can give birth to these things. Born again, again. And finally, number seven. When you start operating in that brotherly kindness, then the love of God, the agape, the selfless, the, the love that, that we understand is no greater love hath any man than this, that he would lay down his life for a friend. That love can be present. That incredible infusion that flows from the presence of God and his power and, and really starts by knowing, oh, how he loves me. He's been so good to me. That can begin to flow in our lives. That love can even go beyond our brothers and sisters and cause us to reach those in our world that no one is reaching and live with a mission to fulfill what Christ intended, what's to seek and to save them which are lost. Oh, it starts with faith to be born again. But now I'm saying from the Apostle Paul, let's travail. Let's be born again, again, so that these things can be evident in our lives. I want to pray 
And I ask you, you can read through that passage again over and over. Grab a couple translations and, and see the descriptions and compare them back to the King James. And then while you're doing it, pray over each of those qualities. You don't have to do all that tonight. That'd be good to do over the next few days. And, and just begin to say, oh, mighty God, would you pray with me? Father, there's no way I can be these things without you. There's no way I can do what I'm called to do without you. But I know the Holy Ghost is real. I know your power is real. I know that you have given me strength and grace to overcome sin. But not just stop doing the things that are wrong. I want to start doing the things that are right. I want to be what you've called me to be. Let a fresh anointing rest upon this church family. Let it rest in each of our lives and begin to work and produce things that you have desired to see in us. I know they're there, but let them be amplified and accentuated in a way that influences uh, and impacts our world. I love you, Lord. I thank you for answering. I praise you, God, because you've been so good to us. I believe you for all of these things in Jesus' name. Would you say it in Jesus' name? I want you to just love the Lord and honor Him. Uh, continue in prayer even beyond uh, uh, this broadcast. And, and seek God to have His way in your life. I invite you to be out here on Sunday at 11 a.m. if you're comfortable doing that. If not, be a part of online church. And then this particular month, first Saturday prayer is first Monday prayer, if you can follow that. Of course, Saturday is July the 4th. And so we're moving first Saturday prayer to the Monday, uh, first Monday of July, which I believe is July the 6th. If I've got the dates wrong, you get your calendar out and run the numbers. You'll figure it out. But next Monday, the first Monday of the month, let's gather together in the sanctuary. Social distancing coming in here at 7 p.m. We'll put more announcements out about this on, on Sunday, between now and Sunday. But let's come together and pray. We've got plenty of room in the sanctuary to be socially distant, but to lift our voices and cry out to God. 7 o'clock Monday night. What a great way to begin the new half of the year. Because we need the Lord. Amen. And he'll have his way. I bless you in Jesus' name. Have victory. Have victory in every part of your life, in your faith, in your worship, in your giving, in your praying and you're praying and every man victory have it in Jesus Christ I bless you and uh, pray you have a great evening in Jesus name